That's it. This is episode 423, 423 of these bad boys. No laugh track podcast. We're here at Acme. We're on the stage in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm Justin Severson, the host. I am here with one, two, three, four. I think I confirmed this this morning. Five-time guest, Mike Kaplan. Returning champion. Yes. Happy to be back. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much. It's uh, I've uh, been looking forward to this since I saw your name on the uh, schedule in the office there. Like, he's coming back. It's true. Uh, man, that's, uh, that's, it's so nice. It's always nice to return to, like, I always forget all the things that I love about, like, a place that I'm like, I just have in general in my head. I'm like, Acme, my favorite club. Acme, like, I've recorded albums. Acme, like, I have friends in the area. Like, full, like, last night, Wednesday, an almost completely full room. Yes. Like, club, other clubs, like, not even, no shows on Wednesdays. Everyone, like, pairing, I mean, here, I know, there used to be a Tuesday, but like, okay, we'll just, we'll go back to just Wednesday. I assume Tuesdays will be forthcoming again. I don't know. I I believe in Tuesday. But... (laughs) But that, then just I remember getting, you know, you get I get the, the list of I got excited about this when I got the piece of paper last night. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I had uh, another uh, podcast scheduled for this time. And I'm like, get out of here. We'll do that in September. There we go. Because I forgot. But oh, I, yeah. But jo- I, how did Joe Rogan take that? <laughs> Justin. Uh <laughs> He was fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. He was a little uh, mad. He got a like. Do you think? Do you think it's bad to be on Joe Rogan's uh, bad side? I, I don't think anything could happen. He's a he's a big puppy puppy cat. Uh, he's just a little kitty dog. <laughs> yeah, he can, he's he's. A, I think that his bark is worse than his punching you when he does MMA. Uh, he's he's got a big bark. Anyway, the point is, I the point. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I forgot all about you until yesterday when i got real excited because i love talking to you <laughs> thank you i i appreciate it uh last night i was uh, i snuck in the back and i watched the set fantastic thank as you. always i always try to come and see you you're always one of my favorites uh last time you were here in 2019 which we recorded the uh the last podcast that we did may 23 2019 an album was not recorded that night or but th- that the night before, but that week, yes. your most recent album recorded here, and now it is oh, available. It 100% is. I, I'm At the time, I was grateful to get to record the album, not even knowing how, you know, like performing for live audiences would change. Yeah. Uh, it not, not too far into that future. Uh, and so, yeah, the album came out during the, the initial months of the lockdown in 2020. And so I was extra grateful uh, to have gotten the chance to do it because I love this place. This place, I mean, it's been here. It, it was, I think, at that time also in danger of not being here for other reasons. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, thank, thank God it's here. I'm here. I got to do this. I got to, I'd been working on that hour of comedy for several years and really uh, was just super excited to uh, commit it to whatever the equivalent of tape is these days. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, now it's uh, you know two years later and I was planning on doing like the same, I, I was planning on being done with this hour by now and on to the next, because uh, this hour has also been sort of in process for several years. But yeah. 
But with the pause of uh, of live performing last year, uh, like I was planning on bringing it it the hour that you saw last night to Edinburgh last year, as I brought the, oh, you the were. last hour. Yeah, that was the the plan was to bring it there, like hammer it into its final form, and then record it uh, for a special or an album. And uh, and now that that timeline has shifted, so I'm excited to bring it it's it's sort of like in a place where if i needed to record it tomorrow i could you could okay uh, but i'm also still making you know these like some discoveries like on this this is uh i'm two-thirds of the way through like a three-week uh tour yeah right now which is my longest in a while and uh every every night there's like some some new discoveries so uh i'm happy happy to be here in this uh in this beautiful playground are you so? Yeah, you've been back out on the road in three weeks or so right now. I'm gonna give or take. Uh, I, I I checked the time on how long you were on stage last night. Mm-hmm. Do you have you have you listened back? Check the time. Uh, I didn't. I I saw. Here's what I I have this digital recorder that I have with me right now. If you're watching this, you see. Uh, I am not lying to you. There is a digital <laughs> recorder. Why would I be lying? Uh, I tape my sets with that as well as I know the club yeah. tapes and uh, and my girlfriend as well. Um, they taped ha- your girlfriend. Uh, no, yeah, it's yeah, not the, what you. The meant. club tapes my girlfriend. Yeah, okay. and absolutely, they like. It's nice to get those photos of her looking just adoring, and uh, as I do. Um, (laughs) And as such, uh, I didn't look at it at the end, but I do look at it as I get to uh, the the part right before the end that seems like it might be the end uh, (laughs) before I start telling everyone, hey, everyone, the last time I was here, there was an album recorded and you could get it after the show. This is not a part. This is uh, commerce. This is uh, (laughs) the this is not the I like to call it calmers as well <laughs> yeah, that's like would you like to purchase some yoga that's calmers uh i'm doing a commercial calm mercy please um but yeah so at that time i think it was at about an hour two so my guess is that it was probably clocked in about an hour five yeah like the hour six or seven i think mm. which is it's kind of long mike oh sorry okay no i'll, I mean, I'll talk faster go, no go. i mean yeah. uh i uh what do you want that down to? Like when you when you're ready to record this album, how what what's the length you want that to be? You know, uh, I truly don't have a length in mind other than like I mean, an hour might be what I aim for. But so here's the thing: I went to when I went to Edinburgh with the uh, the hour that was called "All Killing Aside" that became the album that I recorded here, aka when I went there in 2018. Uh, I believe the time slot that I had each night, they have shows back to back to back to back like all day in every venue, like 4,000 shows a day. And so like timing is important. Sure. Uh, and I think that the time that I had there was either exactly an hour or maybe I think it was exactly an hour. I think I had an hour. Uh, some shows are 55 minutes to, so that they can just turn it over in an yeah. hour. Uh, whatever it was, I like I, that. That helped me tighten it up so much. I, I was there. Also performing, uh, Jacqueline Novak was there doing her show, which would become, I believe it's called Get On Your Knees um, or Down On Your... I I don't remember the exact... It's... Uh, I've seen the initials more and don't remember what those are either. But something about like knees, AKA. knees are involved. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We're all about letters. But Jacqueline Novak is fantastic. If you haven't seen her show... When she was doing it there, I think it was 45 minutes. I think it was 45 to 55 minutes. And now she's been doing that show like with, I think, off-Broadway runs and touring it around the country. And it's an hour and a half when oh. I saw it. So I feel like it's it's like a theatrical presentation. It's comedy. It's yeah. a comedy show. It's And it's a it's stand-up. It's a one-person show. It's, it's storytelling. And so I was like, oh, yeah, like in the era that we find ourselves now, it used to be like if you want something on TV, 
uh, well, a sitcom's a half hour or 22 minutes plus commercials. Yep. Uh, a drama, that's an hour. That's uh, 42, 44 minutes plus commercials. But now with like streaming services, you got like things don't have to start or stop at a certain time. Oh, it's true. Like, there's some TV shows, some Netflix shows, some that like, you know, some episodes are 37 minutes, some episodes are an hour, some episodes are 22 minutes. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. And yeah. so it's not required. And I mean, the idea of like when when doing a stand like a stand up set as part of a show at a comedy club, like, you know, here there's a host doing 1015. There's a feature doing 2025. Yeah. Uh, tonight, I think there's going to be a guest set. And Ooh, uh, tease, little teaser. <laughs> and and then the, you know, the headliner of a comedy club show often does it could be 40 minutes could be 45 50 55 you know it could be and but this show in particular there's uh specific there's it there's things in it that i didn't do last night because of time there's even more oh no kidding yeah i think if i were to and here's the thing is also i i like to start riffing a little bit like off the top like if something has happened earlier in the show that i would like to reference i would like to do that you i don't know if i want to have you repeat it that's up to you but you had a fantastic riff last night about the name of the mc Mm. and the feature i mean it i appreciate it uh i now i feel like it's a little too uh too built up but it's it's just the the <laughs> the the feature's name is Steve Gillespie, uh, and he is uh, a tiny fellow like myself. Uh, and the uh, the the host's name I just met last night is Ira Ford, and he is a uh, a large black man like myself. And uh, and I think uh, it just seemed to me, and I feel like this is not even uh, sort of based on conversation with the two of them in the green room, wherein. Ira, uh, Ira himself uh, points out that the name Ira is not necessarily uh, indigenous to you know if if and so essentially I I did I did say that uh, upon seeing the other comedians on the show and uh, upon learning that their names are Steve and Ira I do think that everyone including myself would misidentify which one was going to be Steve and which one was going to be Ira. Um, so th- thank you, uh, thank you for the kind words, and uh, for everyone who's like, I don't really see what the big look. Look, you, <laughs> if you were looking, like, look up pictures. Uh, but but also, it's fine. And my show is made of mostly not just jokes about Steve and Ira. But um, so the, I do I do feel like right now, like I'm in a place where there's material that definitely. If I'm going to do the show, must be in the show, or else sure. it's not the show that it is. Then there are some elements that are like optional. That if they're there, they they I enjoy doing them. And if they're not there, uh, then the show is still people will not be like. There's some jokes that you don't know you missed because you don't know what is possible. They say that sometimes it's the. Uh, I think it's Charles Burns is the name of a saxophonist that my friend Ben Acker, a wonderful comedy writer, uh, told me this quote, and it's something like, it is the artist's burden to know what might have been. Normally, to say, like, also, like, just to be clear, the show that I did last night uh, was one of my favorites. Not Uh, a burden? uh, Not a burden at all. But sometimes, like, if I get to the end of a show and I'm like, oh, I forgot to do a bit or I, I meant to do something differently, that... The audience doesn't know how it might have gone. They only know how it did gone. True. How it did gone. Yeah. And yeah, it did gone. Yeah. How how it did gone. Oh, oh God, it's the artist's burden to know how I might have said that. And <laughs> the so it is the artist's burden. It is me as the comedian. I'm the only one uh, or anybody else who has seen the show as many times as I have or knows it as much yeah. as I do. Uh, my partner, for example. Um, 
Uh, it is me. I'm the only one who. So if somebody's like, that was great. And if I'm like, but you didn't, you yeah. don't know how great it could have been. Uh-huh. Great, yeah, great that they don't know how great it could have been. Great. That is the artist's burden to keep to say, thank you. That yeah. is the nice thing to do. I'm glad that you liked it. I'm very happy. Just to be clear, so last night's show was no burden at all. It was uh, a light, <laughs> a weight off of my mind, uh, a beautiful, I, I was floating. I'm still floating as a result. I love it here. I'm not, I, I, I say nice things about Acme, even when I'm not in Acme. I can, I... yeah. Have seen that. I have heard it you in other places. I have seen it in written interviews with you. Talk about Acme with yeah. compliments. So this man I, is not lying. He's I, not telling. No fibs here. I'm a truth teller. Truth and as teller. such, uh, it is. It, so it is not a burden that you don't know what you missed last night. It is just simply like there. There are gaps. We all have these gaps. It, we can't know everything. We can't see everything. We can't experience everything in one given human incarnation. Uh, but so the point is. If I think if I were to do the entire show like without if it was just me coming out on stage with no no opening acts like which sometimes the way that I do it is I like to actually come out at the top of the show if it's not a comedy club if it's sort of like a theater or just an independent uh, alternative venue uh-huh. I will like I did at Union Hall in Brooklyn near where I live uh, earlier this month. And it was the first time, like, doing it in New York in maybe at all, because most of my sets in New York are short. Sure. Uh, and so I got to, you know, the sh- they're like, the show we it just has to be done actually usually like an hour and a half. Uh, but also there's no show later. So, you know, just uh, like we want to go home at some point. But, you know, <laughs> 730, the show starts. I come out, do 10 minutes of just like riffing around with the audience, having a good time. Then I introduced uh, my friend Nadia Pinder. She did a 10 minute set. I came out again, had a little fun, introduced my friend Liz Glazer. She introduces me. And then I do the show, which probably went for somewhere between uh, probably an hour five and hour 10, yeah. which is like that's where it's. Uh, but which includes like myself giving myself like leeway and latitude to uh, play around and discover new moments that might not have been there. Ultimately, when like when I was at the Comedy Club of Kansas City last week, which I greatly enjoyed, there was like for the Friday night show, the er- Friday night early show and Saturday night early show, they they had to end by a certain time. So for those, my and I think there were guest sets on them. So instead of doing the hour that I would have uh, like on the later shows or without them. I, I did 50 minutes, so I'm like, 50 minutes, I really had to think about, like, what things will I not say yeah. that are part of the show that you saw last night that don't, like, that are, they're nice ornaments, but they're not, you know, they're not weight-bearing loads. They're not, like, the pillars that are required to be there or the whole thing yeah. falls down and people are like, what was that? Uh, rubble without a cause. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that you do, which I love, uh, it's very similar to the uh, AKA album and that uh performance in that by the end things tie together uh i appreciate it i I thank you for uh not i feel like that is not revealing too much uh for people who like twist endings uh, (laughs) it's actually uh i've thought about this like if you love the genre if as the genre of movie you know like twist ending goes it's hard to recommend movies to people because I it's the best case is to go into a movie not even knowing that there is going to be a twist ending right. so I, but I do think that there's like the gentle way that you have shared like things come together in the end mm-hmm. uh, and I I do I do think 
in some ways, this one even more. This one and AKA both have, uh, yeah, the a structure that uh, require that requires me to make sure that I do everything in the order yeah. that I do it, or else uh, I end up uh, there. Every once in a while, I feel like I did like a fifteen minute set in New York once, where I was, I think, earlier on. Uh, it was like a, a, a sort of a proto version of this where it was like a, a, a version of it that could exist in 15 minutes that had like, you know, a callback at the end. But then I, I realized as I'm getting I got my I got the light and I'm getting to the end of the set. I'm like, oh, I know what my closer is, but it refers back to something that I didn't do. Oh, no. And I mean, so in that moment, I was just like, well, everyone uh, just want to come clean with you. Uh, here's something that I meant to say 10 minutes ago uh, that'll really help us out <laughs> for, uh, because otherwise oh, I'm going to wow. say a thing that uh, won't make sense to anyone but me. Yeah. And even this might not make sense to you. <laughs> you know, that would be a good test to, you know, because there's a... Um I've heard comedians were like where the where the room is full of their fans mm. and they're just like I mean you know they could you just you know like make fart noises with their armpit and then people would be like oh my god genius like that could be your way of like are you really paying attention or just laughing at anything I do you know uh there's a you know Henry Phillips of course of course yes uh, lo love Henry uh he I listened to him re on your podcast ah, recently thank you yeah that's right uh wonderful thank you so much you really do your research um Henry shared with me, I don't know if there's a specific comedian or just sort of a, a genre of comedian where he says like sometimes a comedian gets like, I mean, it's a it's a testament to their their performance ability and to their creation of a character that sometimes they don't even have to say something that makes sense it, as long as it has the rhythm of comedy. Yes. That if you've, you know, you start them off, you get them going, and then it's just like a machine that keeps like rolling down this hill. Uh -huh. And the example that I think I remember, he gave an example of something like this that he probably just came up off the top of his head because he he is a such a, a funny, astute, uh, like sort of, comedy philosopher I'll say and uh, he's like so it'd be like some, if somebody's just like I don't know like that I fell down the stairs and we're like well thank you Mr. President you know and it doesn't who knows what could be the thing that leads to that but it's like just the 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 timbre the tenor the uh the tone I don't even know if I'm finding the word that I want the cadence yeah, the rhythm, cadence, rhythm. Yeah. yeah just mm -hmm. like yeah it so sounds like comedy you know I had a girlfriend uh years ago uh who was also a comedian named Micah Fox. She's very funny. And so funny in a way that, uh, here's the thing that she said to me once when I was like, I was running a joke by her. I was like, hey, is this funny? Do you, th do you think this is funny? And I told her whatever it was. I don't remember. And she was like, sounds funny. And I was mm. like, that is that is like hmm. funny and uh cutting a little you, yeah. you you have oh yeah yeah i'm very very happy to be i get uh, where you're going yeah. i get i, I, I yeah uh -huh. yeah absolutely yeah that absolutely has the the form <laughs> if not the function of comedy it has the the shape if not the color it has <laughs> oh, yeah absolutely if you like if you were like look at this people are like yeah that's Certainly appears to be comedy. I, I know your profession. I know I hear words coming out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. This must be comedy. <laughs> <laughs> what else could it be? Um, but yeah, so the answer to the question of how long do I want the show to be? Um, I want it to be like, it's sort of like, do you know this? I don't know if this is like a joke, but I, I think it's a, like an old joke that I heard somewhere. Uh, maybe it's a cartoon where it's just like there's like, you know, one of those like a, a dachshund or like a, like a little wiener dog. And somebody somebody says it could be like an Archie comic or something. So he's like, that dog, that dog's legs are too short. And then somebody's like, well, they're long enough to reach the ground, you know. And so similar to that, like I want the show to be uh, exactly the length 
that uh, it needs to be to say all the things that I want to say. Sure. A wiener dog's legs. Yeah, exactly. The length of really a wiener dog on stilts. <laughs> What's your comedy like, Mike? Uh, it's just like very wobbly, but you know, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Come on, Bambi. <laughs> Muscle up. Uh, so something that you started doing since the last time we talked is your short little con- uh, stream of consciousness podcast, which I have become a fan of. Oh. And even just the, I- I'm not going to do it here because I don't have it li- I don't have it ready to go. P- I'm going to encourage people to go look it up. It's called The Faucet. And you perform the theme song. Oh yeah, I love it. Is so dang catchy, Mike. Thank you. Yes, like I when it, when the, like a one episode uh, ends and uh, I was catching up on something, the next one begins. I'm like, the faucet, can't stop it. I love it. I love it. That's so kind. Um, so tell the people that don't know what the faucet is, and that you're also calling. Uh, the most recent episode's coffee table tour, which yes. has to do with something here. Absolutely. So, uh, thank you so much for your question. You really, uh, you really tee it up nicely. Uh, I, uh, so I, during the pandemic, uh, during the beginning, during the lockdown, uh, I was doing a lot of online performing. Not, not. I did some outdoor shows over the summer, but mostly was just performing online, Zoom shows, Instagram Live, you know, that sort of thing. Yep. And I did uh, the first show that I did. I did a bunch of shows with the Nowhere Comedy Club, which yep. I really like. Uh, oop, they did a great job of. I just knocked over a glass. Sorry, everybody. Everything's okay. Nothing. <laughs> uh, you probably didn't even notice, but here I am. Um, <laughs> So the Nowhere Comedy Club, uh, they do a great job of curating like as close to a live performing in-person experience as they could uh, with the technology that they had available, Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to some Zoom shows where you don't hear or see anybody. Um, And so I did a show uh, actually on the release date of uh, of AKA, which was May 8th of 2020, which is also my girlfriend's birthday. And so I did a, a, a show, a celebratory show for all these reasons. Yeah. And I did an hour of comedy that was, uh, some of it was riffed, some of it was prepared, uh, but all of it was like, not, none of it was from an album, none of it from AKA or any of my other albums. And, and but a lot of it was improvised in the moment, which I felt like was, uh, I, the performing from my home in a room with only my girlfriend really lent itself to be like, well, I can do literally anything. I can, anything I say, like, cause sometimes you tell your best joke and, uh, and if it's on a zoom show, it might get nothing. And so I'm like, well, if my best joke's going to get nothing, why don't I do uh, a new joke, a brand new thing that'll get exactly the same response (laughs) as my best joke. I'm like, wow, I'm really, really killing it with these new jokes. (laughs) And, and so after this hour uh, ish of comedy that I did, uh, my girlfriend Rini was like, you could just talk for, it seems like you, you can't, you could just continue to talk like uh since then i was like if i were to name the podcast today i might call it the geyser but uh (laughs) but uh it was her her idea her conception of it she's like you're just like i mean the faucet kind of works uh as a nicer uh a nicer analogy because like you know you can turn it on you can turn it off and just once it's on it's flowing it's just like you know stream a stream of consciousness water comes out like an example might be uh you know if the thing that you just said earlier, you uh, as we were talking about the uh, the dog on stilts and dog on do- dog on it. You, <laughs> hey, come back here with it. The dog the dog's gone with my stilts. Something like that. And then you referenced Bambi, and so I'm like, oh, Bambi. You know, like Wambi, Bambi. Thank you, Mambi. That sort of thing. Uh, nothing. And I don't I don't know that. Then I would be like, oh, I don't want to say anything like the word. I, I haven't heard the phrase Namby Pambi in a while, but I'm no. sure that if it existed today, then uh, I would have a problem with it. Uh, so just want to let everyone. No, like so the essentially this is an example of uh the faucet 
is like the faucet manifests in a form of like this conversation but if you weren't here you know <laughs> just like i ask myself my own questions sometimes i talk about like i i do them at least once a week mm-hmm. uh and i was doing them during the pandemic during the lockdown uh every saturday at a regular time because i'm not going anywhere i'm like here i am sure. i did them like four people uh in a zoom room my mom would watch i would be sometimes my my girlfriend's aunt would be there like some some regulars i would send them out over the various you know streaming services so people People could watch live, comment, yeah. interact, uh, and and now that I'm moving more, now that I'm you know not just in my home uh, every d- week at the same time, I'm just doing them you know from the road, from wherever, yeah. and as such. Uh, I just, I thought that I would do them, if not every day, at least like one segment uh, of the, of this tour. Every every leg of the tour, yeah. I would do, uh, which and this tour is unofficially called the Coffee Table Tour because uh, Rini uh, has an aunt who lives in this area, uh, in Rochester, Minnesota, and had in her possession uh, a coffee table that's sort of like a looks like a tree stump, you know, like those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, that used to belong to uh, her aunt's mom, her grandmother, my uh, my girlfriend's grandmother, and. Uh, nobody else in the family had a strong, specific desire to own this uh, coffee table. And uh, Rini, my girlfriend, loves it and loves her grandmother and was like, I'll, I'll take it. And so when I initially, uh, months ago, even before the vaccinations uh, were known as to when they would be coming down the pike, yeah. uh, this, I put the, I had gotten the Kansas City comedy shows on the books. And I'm like, well, if I can't go anywhere, I won't. But thankfully, uh, everything sort of rolled out the way it did. And I and then we thought about like, oh, Kansas City, like uh, Rini's mom lives there. And then also we were like, well, it'd be kind of great if we could get to the Minnesota and get that coffee table. And so thankfully, Acme had the week open and we're like, well, I guess we're driving. And then that is that was the impetus for this tour as opposed to like flying in flying out uh flying in renting a car we just were like well we'll drive and i'll find shows along the way so we you know stopped in west virginia ohio uh st louis before kansas city and then up here then to chicago on sunday and then uh back home how long has it been since you've done a road trip comedy tour uh, i would say that it is other than like you know I, I drive up to boston which is like four hours then i'll stay there for a weekend at a time sure. uh or down to dc similar things but like for a more than one week road trip i think it has not been since 2014 yeah. that I drove and was away for weeks. Wow, yeah. And it's going well? Uh, it's great. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, the the first three nights I had uh, shows at these just one-night one venue, one show only, uh, in, like, the basement of a brewery, in uh, the back room of a pizza place, in uh, a nice black box theater, and just, yeah, loved getting to stretch out and do the show as And your long. girlfriend's traveling with you? She is. Uh, and now you're, now you're movers. Yes. <laughs> Will you be picking up any other furniture and bringing it back home <laughs> for anyone else? Uh, I mean, I guess, well, you know, we're open to it. I'll get on a task rabbit or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, Are you driving a box van? Or <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Let's that, fill this sucker up. <laughs> it is a uh, regular-sized Toyota Corolla. Uh, thankfully, the uh, the coffee table is exactly the right size to fit just uh, upside down in the back seat. Okay, so there yeah. were measurements made so it fits there yeah. were we uh Rini thought that we'd put it in the trunk uh but i was like i think uh, we've got so much stuff already in the trunk that we were gonna relocate she's a big she's a good she's very good with like tetrising uh oh. tangible visible like aesthetics oh i have good well i may i probably have to move out of my house in the next mm. few months so i could use her help. she could help absolutely yeah. i mean please it, come back <laughs> it is something that uh when when people ask like she, she, she had uh work that she did 
uh, pre-pandemic that uh, changed. And she, she actually broke her ankle uh, a couple months before in the, like, December of 2019. Okay. And so stopped uh, working on her feet as she was for a few months. And then the pa- sort of like pandemic practice and then kept not right. doing that. And so now is taking time to think about like, what do I want to do, you know, with my life, with oh, my yeah. time? How do I want to offer, you know, service and help to the world? And one of the things that she's thought about is specifically she is good at helping people like with their with their space with like I think the literal and metaphorical spaces in their life so uh it does seem like I mean you uh you have been I'm not saying that you're completely sincere or completely joking I think it's been somewhere (laughs) in the middle when you're like I could really use her help but uh her help might be legitimately available I mean yeah okay let's take it (laughs) let's take it as that we need to point out uh something (laughs) that I loved hearing uh because it uh, well, let's, I'll just say it. On the, I was listening to the faucet at the beginning. Uh, you were in Morgantown, West Virginia, and mm-hmm. I'm going. Why do I know that name? Because Joe Zimmerman is from there. You stayed at his house. That's correct. Or at his parents' house. Yeah, at his mother's home, which uh, features. We stayed in his in a uh, wonderful comedian, uh, very good friend of both Rini and myself, Joe Zimmerman. Fantastic comedian. I'm sure he's been, he was probably just here a couple months ago. He was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, he is. Yeah, check out check him out. Joe Zimmerman, his podcast, his albums, uh, so funny, so nice. Yeah. And uh, since we've become uh, we both Rini and myself have grown closer to him over the past several years. Uh, they are Rini and he are actually probably Probably like slightly better friends. Even I knew him first, but she uh, engages with him even more, uh, talking on a regular basis, and uh, as such, like has learned things about his mother and and about him. And when he found out that we were going to Morgantown, he's like, "You should stay with my mom." And we were like, "We would love to stay with your mom." And it's the kind of thing that it's funny. Here's <laughs> I love this. Do you know? So you're, you're probably familiar with Todd Barry, of course. Uh, uh, Another wonderful, wonderful comedian, and uh, I would say uh, a real uh, a guy who is. If you're friends with him, uh, you're often on the receiving end of uh, of a little bit of guff. You uh, you sure. take a little. He's a, he's a guff giver. Yeah, and okay. uh, in in love, and yeah. so as such, I feel like like every once in a while he'll respond to one of my tweets. Uh, it's always an honor when he responds to one of my tweets uh, with uh, "I'm going to unfollow you" in <laughs> in a clever way, in a clever, fun way, based on you know he, he sees it, he gets it, yes. and so. I was talking to him, uh, I think at the Comedy Cellar, uh, a couple, like a week or two before heading out on this tour. And he was like, oh, you're going out, going out on the road? Where, uh, where, where are you going? And I was like, oh, West, uh, Morgan West Virginia. He's like, oh, where are you, where are you staying? Where do they, he's, he's a big, he's sort of like, you know, what is it, whatever the equivalent of a foodie is for like hotels and travel. Oh, okay. Like he's sure. like, whenever, sometimes... Uh, if I, I remember staying, being put up at a really nice place in Portland once and it was like, Oh, that's good. Like, he's not just, just out to give it to you, but he's like, if I'm like, you know, I'm at a quality inn. He's like, mm, okay, well, uh, <laughs> uh, or whatever it is. Actually, we stayed at a great quality inn in St. Louis, maybe only in comparison to the extended stay that we stayed in, in Cincinnati the night before, which I'm glad was not that extended a stay. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I call that place the quantity inn from now on, but, uh, the point being, uh, uh, he asked, where, where are you staying? Where are they putting you up? Where are you staying? And I was like, oh, we're actually on the first leg. Well, on the first night, we're staying with Joe Zimmerman's mom. And he's like, ooh, uh, you know they have hotels in West Virginia, don't you? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we, we want to. We're choosing to. He's like, I'm going to make fun of you for this for a long time. And... Um, <laughs> 
uh, or like uh, hap- happy to receive it. Really, it was such a delight to stay uh, like with with a person who you know. Who I is, bet. Uh, and who like it, we'd heard things about her, about the place. We got to see the room, which has like you know photos of Joe Zimmerman at all ages. Seeing Amazing. like his books, the Joe are, Zimmerman Museum. Absolutely, <laughs> at, just as it as it was when he last lived there. I'm sure. Um, and so various. Oh, what is the? I'm trying to remember. Oh, Presidents of the United States. Uh, the band bumper stickers up. No! Uh, yeah, something about various. A couple bumper stickers of lump lumper stickers, if you will. Uh, you needn't, but you can. And uh, the faucet, everyone. That's the podcast. So uh, <laughs> that, there was a nice patio out back that we'd heard about. We sat out out back and ate berries it. on the patio and uh, enjo- enjoyed. Enjoyed Morgantown as seen through uh, the Zimmerman lens. Wait until more comedians hear about <laughs> staying with uh, yeah. Mrs. Who, Zimmerman. Who books that? Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be, uh, you know, uh, stars are going to be getting bumped for bigger stars. <laughs> Absolutely. Stay in Morgantown. Oh, that's that is so fantastic. Uh we only, yeah, we only do a half an hour. We're all we're already there. But I, I need to ask you. I have to ask you about. Um, what uh, uh, there's, I haven't seen an update in a long time. I don't know what happened, but last during the pandemic, I was absolutely fascinated with the uh, updated pictures of your crazy long eyebrow. Yes, of course. Uh, and now I understand you're doing a, a wonderful job as this host and have done some uh, pre-research in that I showed you a photo of my eyebrow just before we started, but uh, which I am going to post, if not later today, uh, very soon. Uh, yeah. So my. My girlfriend uh, loves my eyebrows and uh, has requested that. Uh, so when uh, and they grow, they grow like to, so. There was one eyebrow hair that a year or so ago we noted uh, like seemed that it was like it could pull below my eye, it could reach up to my hairline, and it we so she named it Excalibur or Excalibrow. Uh, and uh, at, as such, since then, uh, like I have looked up the Guinness record. Uh, length eyebrow is over seven inches. It's like seven, eight inches. Uh, oh and I think that Excalibur made it to like three inches, okay. which is like a longer eyebrow than you think, uh, hair, hair than you think about. But then I, then I would think about before. But uh, so I, she took some pictures of it. And we're just like, isn't this, because it would like just really stand out just on its own. Like if I wake up in the morning, it's just like, there it is. You know, like bedhead, but eyebrow, bed eyebrow. You know what I mean? Uh, bed eyehead. We call it an eyebrow. Uh, uh, Rini did have a, a speech impediment growing up where she did say uh, her R is W. So it's sort of perfect for that reason as well. Uh, the eyebrow, wow, 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 wow. And uh, like boing, And so we, she took a photo of it and I posted it just for fun on my Instagram. And then it got picked up. Uh, somebody reposted it onto Reddit oh. uh, in a in a subreddit that I think was just called How. Uh, <laughs> and it got upvoted uh, at least like fi- around 15,000 uh, upvotes and somebody pointed that out to me and I was like, this is fantastic. And so then I started recording like Fawcett podcasts about it <laughs> and it became like a real character. Some There are various, uh, what is it that I want to say? Uh, their fan art has been created yes. of it. There's a guy named Mickey Cox who I think was the first one who has like regularly, very consistently. I just re- I'm glad I'm thinking about this now because 
Uh, I have. Uh, I'm supposed to call him because he he has been asking me. He's like, I would love to design posters for you, show flyers. He's done. He, uh, everyone out there, check him out. Uh, I think it's McKinley Cox Design, uh, Mickey Cox on Facebook, uh, and just but looked back through my Instagram. Find he is sometimes he just sees like a tweet that I've done and then illustrates it just quickly and beautifully and hilariously. Uh, if you just go to Twitter and search Mike Kaplan eyebrow, you oh, can yeah. get a really good thread. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I think Instagram as well. Uh, if you look for the hashtag Excalibra, uh, <laughs> like Excalibra and then just brow, brow Excalibra. It'll autocomplete. Yeah, I put them all there. And yeah, so there's like uh, ones where it, it turns out to be like a Chris, the, the peanuts Christmas tree. There's others. There's people like, you know, hang gliding on it. And uh, it's just it's, and more people got into the mix as well. And it was so much fun. Uh, and I mean, were you know, people it, doing cosplay or anything? <laughs> Halloween costumes? Essentially. I mean, uh, maybe that's maybe that's coming up this year. But uh, so the, the point is now. Before Rini, before any of this happened, like, you know, I'd go to the the barber and get a haircut and they'd be like, you want us to trim that eyebrow? And I'd be like, of course, that makes sense, you know? And then she's like, stop, don't let them. Now people are like, they're always like, uh, like we're cutting your hair. We, you know, we're like, it's very, it's a, a short haircut now. Yeah. And they're like, and you also want us to do, and they're like, I do not. They're like, <laughs> leave it, don't touch it. Since then, of course, you know, eyebrow hair, I don't know how the growth goes, but you know, it's sort of split and then like it's, but just this morning, uh, Rini took another photo uh, of like all the of this the this, mass, yeah, this all of it going in its own direction. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to share with the world, and I appreciate being asked about it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, you know, like uh, uh, there's you know if someone has like uh, food in their teeth oh, or yeah. something, you know, and then you like you know. Uh, you're, like let's say if you had food in your teeth right now, and I could be like, and I'm like the whole time we're talking, I'm like should I should I have said something? Am I supposed <laughs> to say something? Did that ever happen? Like, mm. Mike, you're you. Do you know you have a crazy long eyebrow? Does uh, he not know it's there? That's funny. I I did start talking about it on stage, and uh, and so which is the kind of thing like I remember. Uh, a guy I knew in Boston, uh, John Curtin, uh, used to be uh, a larger man uh, and would talk, would not notably so, and would ha had a joke where he would reference his size mm -hmm. and say that he's like, I have to do that because uh, if I don't, people, I, I know people are like wondering, like, does he not know? Like they're coming, people come up to me afterwards and they just want to make sure that they're like, you, and so yeah. I feel like similar, similar to that. I mean, this, this is a very, uh, uh, a different scope uh, of a situation. Uh, but yeah, I, so I think probably there would be people uh, and have been people. And even when I tell people, I'm like, I like it. My loving partner loves it. And people are like, well, I think she's wrong and you're wrong. Uh, I think that the one of the things that happened, just a true thing that I've shared about it on stage is my, my favorite response to it was somebody who was like, so have you been like bullied about the size of your eyebrow, about the length of your eyebrow? And I'm like, I guess not till right now. You know, that's <laughs> that that's like the a very specific low key <laughs> meta bullying. They're like, surely somebody must have made fun of you for this pinpointed reason. I get yeah. it. Now you're trying to own it. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Oh yeah, I get it. It's like an eight mile situation. I support like, you. You're getting it before I can get it. Yeah. <laughs> I support you and your eyebrow decisions. Yeah. I mean, like I. More power to you. Like, I don't think I, I could never. <laughs> I could never. 
Oh, it's so fantastic. Mm. Uh, I don't mean to browbeat this. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I uh, well, I saw a picture that you posted. Uh, you were like, you still had your uh, long um, quarantine hair. Oh, yeah. And a mustache, and you called it Groucho in the front, party in the back. Oh, thank you so much. very funny. Yes, it was. Th- I also at another point uh, referred to it as the like the Coach Steve vibe era of the pandemic as well from Big Mouth. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I, I that was really, that was, now I do think the best part about having hair that long was so that I could say Groucho in the front, party in the back. I'm happy to have that captured and also happy to be returned to my uh, what natural nurtured state. There you go. Uh, Mike, this has been fantastic. Listen to all of Mike's podcasts. If you Thank don't, Broccoli and Ice you. Cream, uh, yeah. the faucet that we talked about, Broccoli and Ice Cream is more, uh, we've talked about that in previous podcasts, more of a long-form interview. People can go to your Patreon and pl- pay for another half of that. Yeah. You have the Mike's Art Nuggets. Oh, yeah. The uh, newsletter. Yeah, thank you. That is another thing that I just started doing earlier this year that uh, we were sort of talking about this off mic before the idea of like when you you want if you make things and you want people to know about them, part of part of the job often is telling people about the things. And I I've experienced it from both sides that like. On Twitter, for example, like I follow comedians because I love their jokes Uh, or I want to hear the things that they say. I want to know what they're presenting. And every once in a while, there'll be like some ratio of like however many like tweets of enjoyable, like fun comedy content to like, I'm going to be in this town. You know, like there's going to be promo. Sometimes there's some comedians that it only use Twitter for promotion. And then even if I like them as a comedian, I just might not follow them. And that's fine. And if people don't want to follow me because they and so. My this this new newsletter that I started is like I want people to opt in. I have people who've signed up for newsletters of mine in the past and I present it on social media every, every it's such a weird thing that I just want I just want everyone who might want to know what I'm saying and where I'm going and what I'm doing people who might want to know something to be able to have access to that something. Yeah, seems and, simple. And so the goal now, I, so I used to only send out a newsletter with like upcoming shows or TV appearances or podcasts or, you know, big news. Yeah. But so the new the new thing that I'm doing with Art Nuggets is that every week I send out a free one that always has at least three things that I would consider. I call them fun units, you know, like they might be jokes, they might be poems, they might be like fun word things or like uh, just thoughts. Like, But things that are, you know, I guess if you want to put in quotes, content, you know, like yeah. some sort of... Uh, Something to enjoy, something to receive, an offering, yep. a gift. I give gifts. <laughs> uh, and then at the bottom, I'll, I'll be like, and if you want to know where I'm going to be, then also read these things. You don't have to. And sometimes with a fun photo, sometimes uh, whatever it might be. And so I'm like, if you ever, if you ever like listening to me or seeing what I'm creating, then I'd be like, this is a nice, a nice, a nice thing to get once a week. And then you can also, via Substack, subscribe to it. Uh, and you'll get, I usually send out, uh, two or three more throughout the week, just pure, just jokes, funs, like nothing, not just a- anything that it's all for enjoyment. Like uh, one of my favorites, I think we probably talked about him, Nick Vatterot, one of my uh, good comedy friends, and I love his comedy so much. His album, uh, his debut album is called For Amusement Only. Yeah. And that is, uh, that, is th- that is the way I like to perceive and conceive of uh the the substack newsletter so it's at mikekaplan.substack.com and it's it is called art nuggets perfect mike thank you once again thank you let's do this uh as soon as possible hopefully next year tomorrow okay oh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you mike oh you're the best mm. you're